0: Hi guys, welcome to the Bitcoin Fortress podcast, helping you increase your financial freedom. This is episode 78, and we are recording here on August 20th, 2023. This podcast is for entertainment only and is not investing advice. So please do your own homework. Got a lot to cover this week, uh, as always, so uh, we'll start with the market update and Outlook and get into the weekly Bitcoin news, Uh, finish up by highlighting this week's Substack, and also talk about some social media changes that I've made recently, so with that, we'll dive right in. Uh stocks and bonds both fell for the week as healthy economic data drove the narrative that the Federal Reserve will keep interest rates higher for longer, though prices stabilized on Friday. After settling Thursday at its highest level since november two thousand seven, the benchmark ten year US Treasury yield fell back below four point three percent, but still logged its fifth straight week of gains. The steady rise in yields is making investors nervous because past surges have at times proved destabilizing for markets with the 10-year yield still well below the level of short-term rates set by the Fed, some analysts see room for the benchmark rate to keep climbing among the major stock market indices this week the s p posted a 2.1 percent decline to its lowest level in nearly eight weeks the dow jones dropped 2.2 percent for its biggest weekly loss since march And the NASDAQ Composite slid 2.6% to a 10-week low. Looking ahead, investors will look to regroup next week after three straight weeks of declines for the S&P 500 Index and the NASDAQ Composite Index amid rising concerns over higher Treasury yields and inflation. The market weakness came right in front of the Federal Reserve's Jackson Hole Symposium which will be a key focus for investors and include a speech by Jerome Powell. Seeking Alpha, uh, let's see, yeah, Seeking Alpha analyst Gary Gambino advised readers that they should not expect any big surprises to come out of the conference. The Fed will probably restate its intent to keep interest rates high for an extended period to make sure inflation does not flare up again, he previewed. Early in the week, global flash PMI prints U.S. durable goods orders and European sentiment indicators will give economists more data points to analyze. Meanwhile, on the earnings front, reports from NVIDIA, Dick Sporting Goods, and Snowflake will be closely watched. On the labor front, uh, the United Auto Workers Union set a vote for next week on authorizing their leaders to call for strikes against Detroit automakers Stellantis, Ford, and General Motors. Union President Sean Fain said. In a recent statement that talks are moving slowly and have yet to get wages and other economic issues traders uh, could also see the amc entertainment one for ten reverse stock split and subsequent eight unit conversion finally make it to the finish line and of course uh you know unions asking for more pay and getting it i think uh recently the united uh, was it uh, UPS, workers got a raise, and uh, there were a lot of memes about how um, they're all making, you know, decent six-figure salaries, and so uh, they're quite, uh, you know, relatively well off, I guess, and so, um, uh, you know, the more that these types of things happen, of course, the more inflation goes up, so we'll have to keep watching that one. All right, jumping into the weekly Bitcoin news, we'll start with the top stories this week. First one here, judge grants SEC request to file a motion for appeal in Ripple case. So I think we've talked about this before, that uh, the SEC was dealt a setback in in the Ripple case where um, the judge found that... um, uh, in part, uh, the sale of the Ripple coins was not uh, a um, unregistered securities offering, I think because it was being sold from institutions to individuals instead of directly to individuals or something like that. But the SEC uh, objected to that. Um, so the article here says, Judge Annalisa Torres has granted a request from the United States Securities and Exchange Commission to file a motion to leave for LEAVE to file an interlocutory appeal in its case against Ripple Labs. The decision allowed the SEC to file a motion on August 18th, requesting permission to bring a case to the United States Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit. Ripple will also be able to file an opposition to the motion. Torres ruled on July 13th that Ripple's XRP token is not a security when distributed in public sales but the ruling considered XRP a security in institutional sales right so it was confusing because on the on the one hand it was considered a security if it was being sell, sold by the Ripple foundation or whatever they're called to institutions but if the institutions then redistributed it to individuals that's not uh a security which the sec uh, vehemently opposes the case against ripple has been ongoing since december 2020 when the sec sued ripple and its executives over allegations of offering an unregistered security uh it's a coin stay away from it uh next up bitcoin ether price slump leads to crypto bloodbath with 1 billion in liquidations so this is why we don't borrow why we don't use uh, You know options we just buy bitcoin stay humble stack sacks stack sats put it in cold storage and then you don't care about the price because it's it's you know you never know what it's gonna do so the bitcoin and ether price slide on august 18th and we'll talk more about this i've got a couple articles of some uh, speculation as to why the price may have dropped and then we'll talk about the price drop itself uh, even though i don't usually like to talk about that i think it's kind of an elephant in the room this week so it's worth spending a little time on anyway uh uh, let's see on august 18th, saw the top two cryptocurrencies fall to a two-month low and triggered a series of liquidations for thousands of derivative traders the crypto bloodbath led to billions of dollars worth of hedged positions being liquidated and several traders lost millions of dollars in a single trade according to coin glass data a total of 176,752 traders got liquidated within hours, indicating a rapid rise in price volatility just days after Bitcoin and Ethereum recorded their lowest daily volatility in several years. The price function in the crypto market was attributed to several factors, including the SpaceX, Bitcoin write-down, and macroeconomic factors. And like I said, we'll get into that a little bit more a little later. But um yeah so basically everybody got lulled into a false sense of security as bitcoin basically just flatlined for several weeks and then all of a sudden the volatility came back and they got wrecked so if you own your bitcoin in cold storage you don't have to worry about any of that you can just relax Bitcoin friendly El Salvador sees bond returns soar to 70% in 2023. El Salvador, which adopted Bitcoin as a legal tender in 2021, has seen its dollar bond outperform the majority of the emerging markets with the 70% return in 2023. The massive rally of the bond has now drawn interest from several institutional giants, including JP Morgan, Eaton Vance, and PGIM fixed income, prompting President Najib Bukele to say, quote, I told you so. Apart from the institutional giants, the likes of Lord Abbott and Company LLC, Newberger Berman Group LLC and UBS Group AG have also added debt securities since April. El Salvador paid eight hundred million in debt in full within the due maturing time at the start of the year, raising confidence in the country's bonds again. First EU spot Bitcoin ETF hits Euronext Amsterdam exchange. Europe welcomed its first ever spot Bitcoin ETF after the long awaited launch of Jacoby Asset Management's Jacoby FT Wilshire Bitcoin ETF. The London based digital asset management firm announced that its new investment product was going live on the Euronext Amsterdam stock exchange on August 15th. More than a year later, Then its planned launch in 2022, the new ETF is trading under the Bitcoin ticker. Its launch marks a milestone for Europe while United States regulators are yet to approve a number of similar spot Bitcoin ETF applications from major asset managers, including BlackRock and Fidelity. The new ETF is trading under the Bitcoin ticker, as they said earlier. And of course, Canada has already had a a few Bitcoin ETFs, uh, physical ETFs, uh, approved and trading for quite some time now coinbase wins nfa approval to offer bitcoin and ether futures in the u.s oh goody for the speculators cryptocurrency exchange coinbase has approved obtained approval from the national futures association to offer investments in crypto futures to eligible customers in the united states the approval enables Coinbase to introduce Bitcoin and Ether Futures contracts through a derivatives exchange regulated by the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. Following the decision, the exchange's website displayed a link for joining an early access waiting list. Coinbase claims the global crypto derivatives market accounts for 75% of crypto trading volume worldwide. Wow, that's probably true. Um, And if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. So, for me, no thanks. Uh, no thanks to uh, you know futures ETFs. No thanks to derivatives. Just stay humble. Stay humble and stack Sats. That's all you really need to do. Uh, what else do we have this week? Um, prediction of the week: Bitcoin price nears twenty six thousand amid warning Bitcoin sell pressure can quote double. Bitcoin stayed near two-month lows at the August 18th Wall Street Open as markets came to terms with extreme liquidations. Data from Cointelegraph Markets Pro and TradingView showed Bitcoin price action tracking sideways after a single daily candle spawned 8% losses. The largest cryptocurrency saw a cascade of liquidations across derivatives markets with these accounting for an outsized majority amid relatively slack spot selling for popular pseudonymous trader and analyst wrecked capital I love that name the picture was bleak a double top formation in Bitcoin USD in 2023 and a complete lack of support from trend lines and moving averages during the breakdown Bitcoin performed its higher high at 31,000 on inclining volume but price formed the second half of its double top on declining volume he wrote warning that capitulation had likely not yet matched previous sell-offs in fact Current seller volume would need to probably double to reach those seller exhaustion volume levels that prompted price reversals in early and late March, as well as mid June. Uh, and let's see if there's anything else worth, worth here. Shibarium denies bridge issues, calls it FUD. Uh, Chicoine, who cares? Swirlend rugs on new Coinbase Layer 2 base as large number of scammers reported. Oh. Base, Coinbase's new Layer 2, which I think I talked about this last week, has already seen an influx of bad actors. In the latest incident, crypto lender Swirlend has apparently carried out a rug pull. Peck Shield reported that Swirlend transferred tokens from Base and Linea, bridging the crypto to Ethereum. It then created a new token and laundered 253.2 ETH through the Tornado Cash crypto mixer. Swirlend has shut down its social media accounts and website. Its total value locked on base has fallen from 784300 to 49200 Crypto trade surveillance firm Solidus Labs also found more than 500 scam tokens on base. Great. Uh, FBI seizes almost two million dollars of crypto assets in three months. Public filing released by the U.S. Federal Bureau of Investigation shows that the law enforcement agency seized around one point seven million dollars worth of digital assets from March to May. In particular, the FBI seized one hundred forty-seven thousand dollars in Bitcoin, eight hundred thousand in Ether, three hundred seven thousand in Tether, and four hundred sixty-nine thousand in Dai, and twenty thousand in Monero assets were confiscated from a wide range of sources including finance exchange wallets according to the fbi the seizures of the assets were a result of various breaches in federal regulations um and that pretty much wraps up the top stories of the week Okay, so moving into the Bitcoin price action, so I'll start here with an article from Cointelegraph. This was posted uh, today uh, entitled, Bitcoin is on the way to paradise." 20K is back as a Bitcoin price target. So we'll talk about this, and then we'll get into a couple different theories on why the price action has been so sad this week. Uh, Bitcoin hovered above $26,000 into the August 20th weekly close as doomsday Bitcoin price targets kept coming. Uh, data from Cointelegraph, Markets Pro, and TradingView showed an eerie calm covering Bitcoin US dollar over the weekend with the market down 11% in seven days. Rattled market observers remain highly cautious and looking ahead. Keith Allen, co founder and monitoring resource material indicators, saw Only modest room for improvement. I think 25K will eventually break down and clear a path to retest support at the 2017 bull market top, which was just under 20K. But I don't think we go there in a straight line, he concluded in X analysis on August 19th. I'm looking for, as a quote, I'm looking for a retest of 25k support to potentially print a double bottom and provide a good foundation for another exit rally if that setup presents itself 28 to 29k range is realistic. Allen continued that such a rebound may even hit the 100 week simple moving average currently at 31,368 and should that occur it would add salt to the wound of this week's losses. If when we get the retest of 25K, my eyes are looking at the next series of lower lows, he summarized. First would be 24,749, and the next is 19,567, which is not so coincidentally located just below a key RS flip zone at the 2017 bull market top. Losing that level paves the way to bear a dice and a potential generational buying opportunity and this is the funny part about bitcoiners is uh, when the price drops they actually get happy because they can buy cheap sats and uh we are still in the bear market i mean we're not in a bull market yet that's that's for sure and probably also still in a bear market in stocks and bonds and everything else so Others shared the consensus that $20,000 would be back on the radar should $25,000 to act as support. Break below twenty dollars probably target $24k, $23k for a stronger buyback reaction, else continuation towards $20k, popular trader Skew told ex-subscribers in part of a post on the day. And his quote is, deep sweep below 20 k is the extreme and in the end would look to swing long there. SKU nonetheless suggested that intraday bitcoin price action might see a bounce around the week we close with twenty eight thousand five hundred a potential target should buy side pressure step up some less extreme support levels below twenty five thousand. meanwhile came from analytics platform whale map which eyed points of whale buying in uh, volume from the past significant pockets of on-chain volume noted still lay at 23.2 and 21 In case we go even lower, it commented on a print of its data uploaded to X, adding that 19,200 and 16,600 were other points of interest. Previous well support at 28,250 and 26,950 nonetheless failed to hold the market on the way down. So... uh, Again, if you're just buying your Bitcoin uh, you know on uh, you a know, uh, monthly basis or bi-weekly basis or daily or however you're doing it, um, you're going to be dollar-cost averaging uh, through all this volume. And so um, you know, when the price dumps, you're just getting cheap sats. And then when the price rallies, well, of course, you're paying more for it. But the value of your stack is going up, which makes you happy. So now... Why did all this happen? Uh, Because that's a pretty significant sell-off. So uh, first to the mainstream media. So this is from Yahoo Finance. This was posted on Friday, August 18th. Uh, This one says, Bitcoin's problem may be bond yields. Okay, let's read this. It's been a wild 24 hours for Bitcoin, capping off a down week following a wave of negative headlines of rising bond yields, which pushed prices down to the 25000 level before rebounding slightly Friday. The largest crypto by market value fell for the sixth consecutive day with losses of over 11% as tracked by Dow Jones Market Data Group. Much of the crypto speculation on the downside volatility came after the Wall Street Journal reported late Thursday that Elon Musk's SpaceX wrote down or jettisoned $373 million of Bitcoin. More on that later. Inquiries by Fox Business to SpaceX were not immediately returned. Bitcoin Magazine and a post on X, the social media website formerly known as Twitter, questioned the accuracy of the reported sale or reduction. While Bitcoin Foundation chairman, Brock Pierce, told Fox Business that the report may have contributed to the sell-off, he also noted that what may have an even bigger impact, rising treasury yields. You have a number of other things that are called broader market base, like rising interest rates, and when you sit back and the government is paying high yields, but why take risk when you know the government is gonna pay a high yield and people move out of riskier investments to safer funds like investment products, he noted on thursday the yield on the 10-year hit 4.307 percent a new 52-week high the safety of this government debt is now at its highest since since november 2007 as tracked by dow jones market group yields slipped slightly on friday i wouldn't call the long bond safe but certainly the short-term treasury bills are pretty safe the Federal Reserve has raised interest rates 11 times to a 22-year high of 5.25% to 5.5% in minutes from the last meeting released this week showed policymakers are still concerned about inflation, which may require more rate increases. So again, if you can put your money into, um, you know, one month, three month, six month treasury bills and earn that kind of yield, uh, you're probably going to do that. Uh, if you have cash and you're just going to wait till things shake out on the risk side um, if you're a trader now if you're just you know an investor you're going to be dollar cost averaging into whatever uh, hopefully bitcoin and so you're not really going to care too much about this but lots of people are traders and they try to spot the trend and get in there and make money and so they're moving money around constantly and you know of course They're going to pull out a Bitcoin if they think it's going down, which is silly, uh, you know, and and buy treasury bills, which might make sense, you know, um, to a trader, but doesn't make sense uh, to a Bitcoiner who would rather own the hardest money known to man. Additionally, the Wall Street Journal Dollar Index has been strengthening, up seven consecutive trading days, the largest seven-day point and percentage gain since March, Monday, July twenty-fourth, 2023, as tracked by Dow Jones Market Group. Selling of bullish crypto positions have topped $1 billion, the most since June 2022, according to a research note by Hani Abouagla, senior market analyst at XTB. The other thing is Bitcoin is also uh, been called the last functioning fire alarm. So perhaps uh, that dump was a precursor to liquidity problems in the market that are gonna then cascade into stocks. And it's already in bonds because bonds, when when bond yields go up, the prices go down, which means they're selling off losing money uh the opposite is true when bond yields go down bond prices go up that's a rally that means people are making money in bonds so last week uh, if you look at uh everything bonds stocks gold everything went down so um could be more of the same and maybe bitcoin is a precursor to um even bigger moves in the stock market uh, coming up you know we'll see but anyway that's one theory uh, another one is, this is an article from Cointelegraph. This was on August 15th posted, uh, SEC delays set deadlines for Bitcoin ETF approval to early 2024. Uh, the United States Securities and Exchange Commission, the financial regulator with the final say over allowing the spot cryptocurrency exchange traded fund may be moving closer to giving the investment vehicle the green light after several years of applications. In June, the world's largest asset management firm, BlackRock, added its application to the bundle of Bitcoin ETF filings currently being reviewed by the SEC, creating renewed interest among investors in and out of the crypto space. The company later added a surveillance sharing agreement with cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase following reports the SEC could be more open to accepting an ETF application under such conditions. BlackRock is one of many firms with crypto ETF applications in the SEC pipeline. ARK Invest under CEO Kathy Wood filed to list its ARK 21 shares spot Bitcoin ETF in May 2023 and received the most recent delay from the SEC on August 11th, pushing back the deadline another 21 days as the regulator opens the proposal to public comments. Under SEC guidelines, the federal regulator has the authority to delay ETF applications for up to 240 days by opening them to public comment or otherwise from the first filing in the federal register. Even so, the SEC has never approved a spot Bitcoin ETF proposal from any firm in the United States and only started accepting investment vehicles tied to BTC futures in October 2021. One of the challenges behind getting the SEC to allow a spot crypto ETF may be the nature of the investment vehicle. Bitcoin futures linked ETFs also enable individuals and companies to invest in the crypto asset without an exchange, while a spot Bitcoin ETF could involve holding Bitcoin within a fund for more direct investment. Gemini co-founders Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss were the first to apply for a crypto exchange traded product listing using their Bitcoin trust in July, 2013, then many regulators might not have even understood digital currencies and the SEC ultimately rejected the application. Stuart Barton, co-founder and chief investment officer at Volatility Shares, the firm behind the listing of a leveraged Bitcoin futures ETF in June. So of course they approved that, you know, which is like totally gambling uh in june told coin telegraph its process of applying with the sec involved back and forth negotiations the regulator proposed changes to disclosure documents but was generally cooperative he speculated that smaller firms might have more of an edge with the sec on a spot crypto etf offering big companies have been doing the same thing they've been doing for years said barton yeah there are new applications new filings they haven't really moved the argument along At the time of publication, major asset management firms with spot Bitcoin ETF applications under review by the SEC include BlackRock, ARK Invest, Bitwise Asset Management, VanEck, WisdomTree, Invesco, and Galaxy Digital, Fidelity, and Valkyrie. With the the maximum 240-day extension window available to the SEC, the final deadline for ARK's Bitcoin ETF is January 2024 while approval or disapproval of all the other firms' offerings could come as late as March 2024. Part of the SEC's seeming reluctance to sign off on a spot crypto ETF could be from the nature of the crypto market in the United States, which, while regulated, has left many lawmakers and industry leaders calling for greater clarity and oversight. The SEC is currently pursuing enforcement cases against Coinbase, Binance, and Ripple and it has already levied financial penalties against firms such as bittrex barton added both sides are going to bend a little bit i think the sec are going to have to be a little bit more open-minded there's going to be a lot more bending i think from the crypto side u.s lawmakers are currently considering legislation to better define the roles of sec and commodities future trading commission should have in regulating digital assets. In addition, both the regulator and industry may have to consider court decisions until regulations are better defined as a judge in the SEC versus Ripple case largely ruled that XRP was not a security, creating ramifications for everyone dealing with crypto in the United States. The ETF application process puts the SEC in an incredibly powerful position, said Barton. Gensler has a great amount of sway in that. The political makeup of the Commission definitely influences that. As of August, certain analysts have suggested that the chances of a spot Bitcoin ETF being approved in the U.S. are close to 65 percent based partly on BlackRock's application. Both Kathy Wood and Grayscale, the asset manager currently suing the SEC over its ETF application, have hinted that the regulator could approve multiple applications simultaneously to avoid any company having advantage over another. So, a lot of things are happening. There's legislation moving through Congress. Um, You know, in the meantime, uh, there's stuff moving through the courts to sort of uh, sort all this stuff out. And unfortunately, until there's legislation, it's going to be the courts. And I think the SEC is going to be highly motivated to wait. So uh, there, we probably won't see anything until early next year at the earliest, it seems like, uh, in terms of a spot ETF in the U.S. Um, but that's okay, because you can buy Bitcoin right now and self-custody it, and you don't need to you know, buy it through, a, through an intermediary, because um, it's basically paper Bitcoin, not your keys, not your coins. And then lastly this which i think was misreported initially um and then there was a clarification but this was um posted two days ago on bitcoin.com elon musk's spacex writes down bitcoin worth 373 million on thursday the wall street journal reported that elon musk spacex has written down its bitcoin investments citing documents it has seen the news outlet wrote of course spacex is a private company currently Uh, I believe Uh, so they don't have a lot of disclosures spacex wrote down the value of bitcoin it owns by a total of 373 million last year and in 2021 and has sold the cryptocurrency Tesla has taken a similar approach with its Bitcoin holdings Musk has posted about cryptocurrencies frequently over the years this led to numerous headlines claiming that SpaceX had liquidated its entire Bitcoin holdings sending the price of Bitcoin tumbling However, <clears throat> many people took to social media to point out that writing down investments is a standard accounting practice for businesses that does not imply that the investments have been sold or liquidated. For example, a company might write down the value of its inventory if its market value has declined, yet retain the inventory until it's no longer needed. Although Elon Musk revealed in July 2021 that SpaceX owned Bitcoin, the details of the company's Bitcoin holdings remain largely undisclosed. In contrast, there is greater transparency regarding Tesla's Bitcoin position according to the Wall Street Journal both companies have adopted a similar approach to their Bitcoin holdings during the first quarter of 2021 Tesla purchased Bitcoin valued at one and a half billion dollars the company subsequently trimmed its Bitcoin stash twice once also in Q1 2021 and the other instance in July last year the same year SpaceX reportedly wrote down its Bitcoin holdings in Q1 2021 Tesla sold 272 million in bitcoin musk clarified that the sale was to prove liquidity of bitcoin as an alternative to holding cash on the balance sheet yeah sure in july last year the company sold approximately 75 percent of its bitcoin which added 936 million dollars in cash to its balance sheet musk explained that the company needed to maximize its cash position due to the uncertainty of the covid lockdowns in china the billionaire stressed we are certainly open to increasing our bitcoin holdings in the future so this should not be taken as some verdict on bitcoin despite two bitcoin sales tesla still owns bitcoin valued at 184 million as disclosed in the company's q2 financials so uh obviously a confluence of several things um this article um the sec delaying uh most likely will delay all of their applications um, you know, into 2024 and then of course, uh, chaos of the bond market, um, making, making traders uh, edgy. And then of course, you know, the market is pretty illiquid. So when uh, a lot of, um, uh, uh, sale orders pop up, the price can drop really fast. Cause there's just not, there just isn't a lot of, um, coins being traded currently. Uh, mostly because a lot of people are most people are holding their coins so it's it's there's not a lot of float and you know the same could be true on the upside too if you know if if there's a lot of buy orders the 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 price could spike up just as quickly as it uh, drops when there's a selling going on so something to remember but again i spent some time on this just because it's like i said sort of the elephant in the room for the week and uh this doesn't affect my conviction at all in any way okay uh thought we would talk a little bit of bitcoin and politics um you know my feeling on politicians that uh, tout bitcoin uh, it's you know great it's nice helps adoption but you know are they actually going to keep their promises who knows but anyway uh, this article from decrypt this is she uh, was posted on august 14th argentina's newest presidential candidate javier milei is pro bitcoin what does that mean yet another high profile politician is backing bitcoin in an unexpected victory presidential candidate javier milei known Uh, known for his pro-Bitcoin and libertarian economics, earned the top spot in Argentina's primary yesterday. Millet and his coalition La Libertad Avanza, Liberty Advances, raked in over 30% of the votes, beating second-place contender the right center coalition Juntos por el Cambio, Together for Change, by slightly less than a 2% margin. Up until Sunday's shocking results, La Libertad Avanza was considered a reasonably small party that offered minor representation in Congress despite its successful first foray. Founded in 2021 during its first legislative elections, which took place the same year, the coalition surprisingly received 17% of the votes in Buenos Aires, becoming the third most voted coalition in the district. Those elections earned the coalition two congressional seats which were occupied by none other than Javier Millet and his now running mate Victoria Villarruel. The candidate which critics have placed on the far right of the political spectrum have been lauded has been lauded by so called protest voters and among them cryptocurrency advocates. Adam DuBove is an Argentine Bitcoin enthusiast who voted for the first time in eight years because of Millet. DuBove is a politician political theorist who has been on myriad talk shows over the years discussing the country's political and economic situation he told decrypt that it's not necessarily because of bitcoin but rather a different mindset and someone who will stir up the hen Millet has appeared on multiple talk shows before and during his presidential campaign preaching the benefits of bitcoin and crypto the self-proclaimed libertarian economist has called bitcoin and some of its competition like ethereum a return of money to its original creator the private sector he also touted bitcoin's finite supply and considers cryptocurrency a safer alternative to transacting in gold or silver not all is rosy in Milay's connection to cryptocurrency however he was sued for allegedly promoting a ponzi scheme in argentina called coinx which is being accused of stealing at least eight hundred thousand dollars in Argentine pesos. In a 2022 interview, Milay denied any wrongdoing by the company, which offered high monthly interest rates to the tune of 8%. According to him, their business model is the same as that of a bank, with the only difference being that since their interest rate isn't regulated by the central bank, they can pay more. According to Manuel Ferrari, a board member of the NGO Bitcoin Argentina, this connection is a concern. Promoting projects like CoinX makes me not trust him yet, he told Decrypt. Ferrari, a co-founder of Money on Chain, a Bitcoin-backed stablecoin protocol, explained that he doesn't think Millet is pro-Bitcoin, pointing to a 2019 video of the candidate declaring he isn't a specialist in cryptocurrency. That said, Ferrari told Decrypt that he does think Millet is uh, the least likely of presidential candidates to get things wrong about Bitcoin and that introducing the freedom to choose currencies does interest him what he's mainly known for is his unabated bashing of the country's central bank last year he claimed he would blow it up which he has called a scam for cheating good people through inflationary tax argentina currently suffers from rampant inflation clocking in at 135 percent this year although the country's central bank made anti-crypto moves Through a recent ban on digital wallets, not much has changed in the burgeoning crypto scene, which according to Chainalysis, ranks Argentina's crypto adoption at 13th worldwide. While some in the crypto space are hopeful, Malay might push for an El Salvador style Bitcoin standard or other similar pro-crypto measures. The eccentric presidential hopeful might not be so willing. Last month, for example, he announced his intentions to dollarize the Argentine economy. Uh, And I also saw a video of him um, hitting a central bank (laughs) piñata, so he's at least entertaining. Um, But it's interesting uh, to see this continued development, not just in the U.S., uh, but, you know, in other countries as well, of politicians that are um, highlighting um, sound money. Uh, Next up is some Bitcoin mining news. Uh, This is from Bitcoin.com. This was posted a couple days ago. Articles entitled UK researchers claim new tech supercharges Bitcoin mining with 260% faster hash detection and slashes energy use. The crypto sphere is abuzz over a freshly uncovered research firm uh, quantum blockchain technologies for over two years they've been diving deep into bitcoin mining and intricacies of the sha256 algorithm qbt posts boasts a breakthrough using machine learning to predict blockchain movements allowing for advanced block computations their claimed cutting-edge research taps into quantum computing cryptographic enhancements, deep learning, AI, and the design of FPGA and ASIC, among other innovative methods. In a recent conversation with Thomas Warner, QBT's chief Francesco Garden shed light on the groundbreaking text shortly after the UK patent filing. <clears throat> Garden is confident that their insights surpass the prevailing wisdom in today's mining sector, thanks to collaborations with North American experts. Their patent unveils a novel strategy named MSFCA, or ASIC-enhanced boost, enabling miners to commence work on upcoming blocks even before wrapping up the current one. QBT insists this forward-thinking approach conserves both time and computing power, particularly for application-specific integrated circuits, or ASICs. QBT believes this innovation tackles a significant hiccup in Bitcoin mining, the waiting period between blocks. While MS CFA, MSFCA doesn't turbocharge the primary SHA-256 computations, it greenlights some preemptive work optimizing energy and resources. The trick, minimizing the use of specific components or logic gates on the ASIC chip. Garden shared with Warner that QBT's innovation might slash logical gates, potentially whittling circuits down by 8%, Researchers say that while some extra gear is required for this anticipatory work, its footprint remains negligible. Despite facing a few tech hurdles, such as memory chip constraints, QBT is bullish on MSFCA's prospects. Their Method B rapidly runs myriad terahashes within the typical 10-minute block window, expertly steering the hunt to zones where winning hashes might lurk. By blending machine learning with mathematical techniques, this approach cherry picks hashes from the most promising sectors, eliminating redundant calculations. Lab tests by QBT indicate method B spots winning hashes a staggering 260% faster than conventional methods, cutting energy use by roughly 4.3%. This tech revelation coincides with Bitcoin's hash rate soaring to record breaking levels, nearing an impressive half zeta hash. As of today, Friday, August 18, 2023, the total network hash rate stands at 358.58 exahash per second. Mining, manufacturing bigwigs like Bitmain, MicroBT, and Canaan are in a race crafting rigs equipped with ultra-efficient chips. MicroBT's newest unit churns out 320 terahash per second, rumored to harness Samsung's 3-nanometer GAA semiconductor. Bitmain just unveiled a rig set to revolutionize energy efficiency, dipping below the 20 joules per terahash mark. I think we talked about that actually last week. Meanwhile, Kanan is teasing a game changing product set to debut in September, aligning with Bitmain's latest launch. And of course, um, improving the efficiency of mining, uh, reducing energy consumption, uh, and continuing to boost the hash rate makes the network. Secure, so we like that, and also makes it more profitable for miners uh, to stay in business. Which you know, obviously, we need that too. It'd be good to see more decentralization of miners, of course, and in, in the long run, um, and uh, perhaps that will also assist. Uh, next up we have uh, an article from bitcoin magazine this is uh posted on august 17th an update on trezor trezor uh, which is a hardware wallet manufacturer trezor expands privacy features includes CoinJoin for trezor model one in an announcement today, Bitcoin hardware wallet company Trezor revealed the launch of the highly anticipated CoinJoin feature for its Trezor Model 1, according to a press release sent to Bitcoin Magazine. Building upon the success of the CoinJoin implementation for the Trezor Model T in April 2023, this development empowers all Trezor users, regardless of their device, to fortify their Bitcoin transactions with enhanced privacy. CoinJoin enables users to send their Bitcoin within a collaborative transaction, only to receive an equivalent amount back. This process obscures transaction history, making it much more difficult to track transactions and user balances on the transparent Bitcoin blockchain. Trezor's collaboration with Wasabi Wallet, a privacy-focused Bitcoin wallet with CoinJoin capability, made this feature's integration possible. Born in 2013, the Trezor Model 1 is the original hardware wallet and is widely used by Trezor fans in over 150 countries, said Matej Zak, CEO at Trezor. Giving those users the option of making their transactions private is just as important as it is with the Trezor Model T. Our extended coinjoin availability puts control, privacy, and security in the pocket of every Trezor user. According to the release, Trezor has become the first hardware wallet to enable CoinJoin transactions within a hardware wallet environment. In addition to CoinJoin, Trezor also has a host of features on its devices for enhancing security and privacy, such as Tor, Coin Control, and Shamir Backup. For those seeking more insights into the CoinJoin feature and its applications for bolstering transaction privacy, more information can be found here, and they have a link. Uh, so, again, I'll put Links to all the articles I'm reviewing in the show notes so you can check it out for yourself, but there's a link here for some additional information And finally we'll wrap up this week with uh, I guess an opinion piece from uh, Bitcoin magazine Um, An opinion editorial by Constantine Rabin a finance and technology writer and this one is entitled the worst ways to lose your bitcoin when it comes to doing stupid things we all have had our own experiences but few mistakes are as costly as the ones made with bitcoin over the years i have seen friends lose chunks of bitcoin due to some avoidable mistakes and i dare say i myself have not been immune to that either It is estimated that around 3.7 million Bitcoin has been lost over the years thanks to blunders, misadventures, and circumstances of all sorts. That accounts for nearly 20% of all currently minted Bitcoin, and that number of lost Bitcoin keeps growing. In this article, I will share some of the crazier stories that I've heard, experienced, embellished, or concocted to illustrate how one might lose their holdings and what you can do to avoid becoming the punchline of the next silly lost Bitcoin story the laptop that flew away one of my friends let's call him Alex for posterity's sake was an early Bitcoin enthusiast it took some time before he was ready to buy in though and after saving a saving spree and setting up a new laptop that would be used purely for crypto trading he finally took the plunge and invested a decent chunk of cash into it there he sat on the 10th story balcony of his apartment and well you can probably see where this is going he had just set up a new wallet bought some bitcoin and within five minutes the computer had made its way down from the 10th floor to the street below his laptop was destroyed and with it the bitcoin that he was securing on it how exactly this happened is still a matter of debate as alex claims the wind did it but i suspect he probably caused it all by himself this was a massive blunder in his part but avoiding it has a very simple solution always write your security phrase and private key down securely before depositing any bitcoin into a corresponding wallet Keep a hard copy of your wallet. It is always safer than storing everything in cold storage on a single device. Tip one always back up your private keys in multiple secure locations, preferably offline. Uh, the not so secret phrase Sarah, another fake name, decided to use a seed phrase that would be unforgettable to create her new Bitcoin wallet. The idea was simple just take a page from a classic book and use it as is. Well, guess what? It was a stupid idea not only did she use a common book to choose a phrase from she even shared the idea on a bitcoin forum soon enough she had a few new followers on instagram and after some nice conversations chatting with these new friends about her hobbies and the books she enjoys reading she woke up one morning and her bitcoin wallet was empty this might seem like a very stupid choice and unlikely result but a silly mistake like this can cost you a lot in the end there a very good reason why most wallets use random phrases and just like creating a strong password for other sites it is always best not to use a sequence that can be brute forced easily tip two keep your seed phrase private keep it random and avoid mentioning anything about it online or in public conversations the unlucky hard drive then there is james who got into bitcoin mining during its early days this was back when it was still possible to mine from home with your old gaming rig and a graphics card he dug up his old PC, made sure it was all working, went through the process of turning it into a miner, and sat back amassing a bit of Bitcoin. Okay, to be fair, he didn't mine millions, but he did mine, manage to mine a bit and stored it all in an old HDD external hard drive. It's not hard to imagine what came next. The hard drive failed, and despite trying every data recovery method known to man, he was unable to retrieve his lost coins. For James, It all went to pot as the hard drive he used were still on some of those old non-solid state ones and all the data it contained was lost. When it comes to hard drives, the failure rate of HDD over solid state drives is significant. So also make sure to go for a drive that is more robust just in case. Tip three, consider using SSDs and robust hardware wallets wherever possible to protect your funds from hardware failures the fake giveaway the protagonist of our next tale was just getting into cryptocurrency when he bought a few bitcoin followed industry influencers and was doing all the things that a good bitcoin bro should then one day he stumbled upon an exciting opportunity offered by none other than a fake twitter account impersonating a well-known crypto celebrity an all too common occurrence the scammer promised to double any bitcoin sent to a specific address and believing that some rich celebrity would have his best interest at heart he sent his coins to the scammer and it was all over the sad thing is after his negative experience he dropped out of the crypto world and will probably never return to it the story of his loss will echo out and discourage even more people from getting involved with bitcoin but as the old adage goes if it looks too good to be true it probably is just be smart and don't fall for stupid scams tip four Be cautious of online scams, fake giveaways, and always verify the authenticity of any cryptocurrency promotion. Coffee shop arbitrage. Now it is time to share one of my own mishaps. My friends and I used to meet at a small coffee shop halfway between our apartments to sit and chat while doing a bit of day trading with Bitcoin. The coffee shop accepted Bitcoin, which made it the perfect place for us to chill. Being the cautious guy that I am, my trusty hardware wallet was at hand as I consider it the safest way to store cryptocurrency. So far, so good, right? No scams, I'm using a hardware wallet, have my private key written down in my safe at home, and all best practices have been followed. But then, while comparing exchanges, I noticed a decent arbitrage opportunity between a Korean exchange and the one that I had been primarily using for trading, so I jumped on the opportunity, bought at one price, and was ready to sell on a Korean exchange for a decent profit. I sent the Bitcoin from one exchange to the other and waited. As I sat there watching the screen, the price went up on the Korean exchange. Well, actually the price of Bitcoin went down overall, but in the 10 minutes it took for the transaction to clear, the Korean exchange had closed the gap and the price was now the same as on the other exchanges. There I sat, transaction fee paid, my Bitcoin on exchange I did not want it on, and all for nothing. To be fair, this is perhaps the smallest loss I have mentioned, but it is something that can be avoided easily enough. Bitcoin is a long game and it's all about the HODL. If you try to make a quick buck, you will probably run into some problems. Tip 5. Play it safe. Bitcoin is a long-term investment. Keep your coins safe. Okay, so these are just a few ways in which you could stupidly lose your Bitcoin holdings. While there are surely many other ways too, the the five tips coming from these stories should serve everyone who is interested in Bitcoin. It all boils down to not being greedy, falling for scams, or chasing mismatched prices on some exchange or other. Remember, to keep your seed phrase secure and randomized and keep everything securely offline so as not to lose all of your Bitcoin if some software or hardware error occurs. And above all, always keep in mind that investing in Bitcoin is a long-term endeavor that will only truly pay off if you hang on to your coins in a safe and secure way. Couldn't agree with him more. Some very good lessons in here. So we must take heed. And then uh, just wanted to highlight this week's substack. I will include a link in the show notes. It's entitled Bitcoin Lightning Network, a simple summary of why it's so important. If you're not already subscribing to my substack, please do. It's free. Uh, I try to post once a week. I might start doing it more often. Maybe... Couple, couple articles a week, but um, I pretty much only post about Bitcoin now, unless something else really interests me. Okay, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please like and leave a comment. Also, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. Hopefully, you're listening on Fountain. Um, you can earn Sats just for listening um every that's where i listen to all my podcasts now and uh it's a little random sometimes you earn 60 sats you know a day sometimes it's a lot more sometimes it's none um but um you can earn sats for listening to your favorite podcast so i like that you can also again follow my substack at bitcoinfortress.substack.com and in social media news, I am off of all social media platforms including Twitter. I just can't use it anymore. It's totally unusable. Uh, so I'm just on Noster. Um, so I'll put my Noster npub pub, uh, out there. And if you'd like to follow me on Noster, that'd be great. I'm, I use the damas app, uh, on, uh, cause I have an Apple phone. Uh, but there are other apps, uh, desktop apps that you can use. And there's a new one called Primal um, that's out there that you can uh, follow people on Noster with. And it is censorship resistant. And a lot of Bitcoiners on there. And I'm all in with Noster and Substack. That's it. Talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.